2: The first Sunday the entire year that we have not had a live guest on the show or any guest on the show. So just sit back, enjoy the Halloween music. I've been kind of under the weather this weekend, so I'm gonna play a lot more songs, with a lot less talking. I'm sure that'll make a lot of people happy. Uh, but right there, overkill with raise the dead. Love my friends from New Jersey over there. Let's keep the music flowing. How about some cracking with The Halloween show without Halloween, Phantoms of Death, and before that, Slayer Halloween. And we started off that set with Kraken and Burn Witch Burn. Ah, uh, you know, last night on Access TV, you have to forgive me. I'm, I'm real hoarse. So I've been sick this whole weekend. Uh, on Access TV, they did like, you know, the Halloween metal show. It's like a four or five hour block of old metal stuff and. Most of it was old stuff. It was a Jewish Priest concert. They do like uh, how they made the record with Iron Maiden and, and Black Sabbath. But they had a documentary on Metal Massacre yesterday, and it was fantastic. If you get access TV or you're able to get the app or however you can watch it, uh, it might be in other places. I heard somebody was going to make a DVD copy of it and put it out there. Uh, you have to watch it. It's really a great documentary. I mean, Probably one of the best ones I've seen in a long time, mostly because I kind of can relate to it. You know it starts out you know, just kind of telling the little story of Brian Slagle in the beginning, but then like he comes on and one of his friends who was almost like a business partner to him, they talk about like how like they found each other, like nobody back then in seventy nine eighty you know where they came from California or anywhere else was like really into that new metal scene that was just starting out it was on the ground it was new, it was coming from the new wave of British heavy metal all over in England and you know we were all new to it I, and I, I can relate to everything that they were saying because he's telling the story about how he he was walking through a parking lot one day and he saw this kid with a shirt on and he had long hair and he turned around and he saw like the S from the Saxon on there and it was Lars uh, from Metallica and like he like he didn't know anybody who, knew who Saxon even was that's how they started talking and they became friends and I can relate to it, because that's how it was with me when I grew up in Brooklyn. You know, I came from an Italian neighborhood in Bensonhurst, which was known for, like, you know, Saturday Night Fever and John Travolta and Disco. There were no metalheads over there, or very few of them. And when you found one, you're like, you know, you you thought you found God. Like, it was the second coming of Christ, when you found the friend that was at the metal. And I remember that's how I met most of my friends when I was a kid, who I'm still friends with till today, all through heavy metal. And it's just a great documentary, so if you get a chance to watch it, you know, Try to see it. It was really good, well worth it. Unfortunately, on Access TV, you have like three minutes of the documentary, then 25 minutes of commercials. So tape it and then cut all the commercials out. <laughs> That's kind of the best way to do it. Uh, I, I saw that Steve Riley from uh, Riley, Steve Riley's LA Guns dies. So I guess we're down to one LA Guns right now and until uh, Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns have another fight. Then we'd we'll be back up to two again. So it could have been three, but it'll be only be two. So how long is it before the remaining members of Steve Riley's LA Guns? You know, do Steve Riley's, you know, a tribute to Steve Riley's L.A. Guns, uh, Steve Riley's, uh, Riley's L.A. Guns 5 or something like that because, you know, that's just the way things go today. Nothing ever ends. There's no end for anything. Things go on and on and on. I remember years ago when they were talking about Kiss retiring the last time, which never happened. Uh, They were were talking to Gina Paul, and they're saying we can see Kiss going on without any of us being in the band. And everybody figured, knowing you know the way Gene Simmons works, he would have some version of Kiss going with different members that generates revenue and income for the band. But they haven't done it. But you know they haven't really wrapped up yet. This will be the final year for them. Let's see if they do something like that. But bands just don't end anymore. They go on and on and on. I mean, you'll see quite right 30 years from now with people that have nothing related to them at all. It just never ends. It baffles my mind. And I was seeing the other day that Carnivore AD has like a two or three week tour of Europe. They're going to Germany, Italy, all the I mean, who the hell is paying to see a cover band of Carnivore? Who's booking these guys and flying them over to Europe? It's it's so expensive right now to to do anything, you know. Anthrax had to cancel shows in Europe, because they can't afford to go there and play, and put on the show, because that's how expensive it is, like, you know, with the economy, who the hell's coming up the money to fly three guys in a cover band of carnivore, and take them all over Europe, it boggles my freaking mind, I'll never get it, I just don't understand it,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, oh my god, I don't want to get started in that today, it's a Halloween show, we're supposed to be having fun and playing spooky shit, alright, here you go, Black Sabbath, the masses of horror metal, disturbing the pre- All right, I jumped into it quick. That's the first time in 15 years we've actually ever played a cover band on this show. Uh, Christian, who sends me these great requests every week, has a band called Chains of Leather, and that was their take on All Hallows Eve by Juggernaut. So we played it for him tonight. He always has some, you know, he really digs deeper into the underground scene, and I love seeing young kids, you know, getting into it like that, so we played that for him tonight. And what did we do right before then? We did uh, Grim Reaper, See You in Hell, and Black Sabbath, Disturbing the Priest. Ah, uh, We're going to try to do as little talking as possible tonight because I'm very hoarse, but next week we go, I mean, like I said earlier, this is the first time the whole year we haven't had a guest on, so there's a lot of music we're going to play tonight. It's sort of all Halloween related, you know, spooky, scary stuff like that. Uh, but next week, Robert Garvin from Sirith Ungle is our guest, as well as Ron Bumblefoot-Thall from Sons of Apollo, Art of Anarchy, and at one time, Guns N' Roses. Maybe we get him to talk bad about uh, Axl Rose. I tried once before, like he wouldn't do it. He tells stories, but he won't mention names, but we kind of know who he's talking about. But we'll have them both on here next week. And I can't believe it. I mean, next week it's November. 2023 is almost over. Uh, we got a couple of shows in November, and then I think we have two live shows in uh, December. And then we'll do our two holiday shows to wrap up the year because uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve fall on the weekend. So we won't be on here live, but I'll pre-record our holiday shows for those two weeks. And we got a great bunch of guests coming up next month. I'm just finalizing the lineup. You can always check out the website, the com to know who's coming on. All right, a little sacrilege, Lucifer Soldier. show, without playing Impala, the masters of horror metal, love those guys, and I've had Bill on here so many times, and he's a big Halloween guy and a Disney guy, so we have a lot in common, before that, Oz with Black Candles, we were saying how people used to think they were so demonic and everything, uh, back then, in satanic, but, you, you know, it was kind of mild matter stuff, you know, 8D Martini, Mark Ruffneck. Mark's been on the show a couple of times, right? He still got the band going, the only original member left playing with that lineup right now. Uh, you know, the first record, the Oz, I really wasn't crazy about it. it came out I think in eighty two, if I remember. Uh, you know, Firing the Brain and the the Turn the Cross Upside Down E P and even Third Warning, the 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 Warning album was pretty good. Uh very underrated band from back then. All right, let me see here. Well, the big news I guess this week was Mike Portnoy rejoined Dream Theater. It doesn't really mean nothing to me. I was never I was never really a big fan of Dream Theater. I don't know why. I know I've had a couple of those guys on my show over the years, but Musically, they just never really did nothing for me. They're very talented musicians, you know, love them. A couple of those guys got some pretty hot wives from the band Main Streak back in the 80s, the Thresh Metal band, uh, but the music really never did nothing for me. I enjoyed the band Majesty that most of them were in before they became Dream Theater, I think in what, like 87, 88, somewhere around the mid-80s, uh, but just not a big fan of them. It's, I don't think having Mike Portnoy back in the band is going to bring any more people into the audience or put any more asses in the seats, as you say, but it is what it is, but that's the news this week. Alright, let's get back to the music. You can't do a Halloween show without venom either, now, can you? Countess Bathory. Or maybe not. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
0: Pain's in his head. What you think all this pain is only a shadow. Pain has a face. Allow me to show it to you. Gentlemen, I am pain.
2: Childs, even get back together again. I used to love those guys. Those first two records are classics. They got a little strange after that, you know. I wasn't so fond of them, but those first two albums are definitely heavy metal mainstays. Uh, But you never know. Might just happen one day. All right, what did we do before that? I'm trying not to do a lot of talking today because my voice is very hoarse, but uh, we did Rigamore, we did Celtic Frost, Into the Crypto Rays, and then we did a combination of Venom, Countess Bathory. And Rigor Mortis die in pain. I miss Bruce but He's been gone quite a while now. What is it? Uh, four years, I think. 2019. We used to talk a lot. When Rigor Mortis were on the last tour before he passed away, they came through New York. He called me up to get together. They were looking for a place to stay. I think there was like eight of them all together between the band and the crew that wanted to crash in my house. I was like, there's no way my wife is going to let all these guys from Texas come crashing in my house. Especially back then I was in my old home. And, you know, it was very small. Uh, so I put the guys up at a hotel in Manhattan. We hung out, we had a great time that night, and I do miss talking to him. He was a really cool guy, and a massive, massive horror buff on top of that. Uh, All right, let's get back to the music right now. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think, I know I have something I wanted to talk about. Oh, we played the Celtic Frost. You know, uh, Tom warrior has got the Triumph of Death thing going. It's really Hellhammer. They go out there and they play all Hellhammer music, uh, but he says he doesn't want to call it that. Uh, because that band is dead, but yet he's out there playing the music anyway, and for the most part, he pretty much was Hellhammer, as far as most people are concerned, uh, but I think they're releasing a live record, I know there's a brand new official video for Massacara now that's out, so you can check it out, I'm, I'm trying to get him on the show, he's one of the few guys I haven't been able to reach out to and get, uh, but now that he's dealing with one of my PR companies, I'm going to uh, try to get in touch with them and get him on the show, I think that would be a pretty cool interview. Alright, let's do some Siren out of Florida, I Am Clairvoyant.
0: I didn't see this coming, it was something unforeseen, the oxygen is getting thin, I can barely breathe...
2: Possessed, holy hell halloween tales from the crypt and we started off that set with siren i am clairvoyant uh you know last week uh well it was my birthday that day and my wife bought me that book heroes of the metal underground written by a couple of guys from Greece there are a lot of great bands in there but like i opened up the book and the first chapter is uh about a band from new jersey and he's talking about how vito brada is like his you know all-time guitar influence and the editors of the book write in parentheses, Vito Brada, the singer of White Whiteline. So once I saw that, I didn't want to read the rest of the book because I was like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. If they don't know Mike Tramp was a singer of White Whiteline or Vito Brada was a guitar player, how accurate are they going to be with everything else in the book? I mean, it's freaking White Line for Christ's sake. They screwed up the first <laughs> the first part of the book. So uh, it's a pretty a pretty good book. I mean, there's like maybe 30, 40 bands in there and there's like a page on each band. A little like, you know, they talk to the guitar players, usually the bass players, they get a couple of questions in there. But that's about it. But, you know, for 20 bucks, that's a good read. Uh, But I was listening... To get back to understand, I was listening to... I was in the car the other day, and my wife put on, you know... uh, Sirius XM for me, you know, the heavy metal stage. Because it was my birthday, so I got to listen to it. Instead of the Studio 54 channel. And Eddie Trunk was on there, and he was taking his phone calls. And some guy called in. I noticed that he gets a lot of people from down south. A lot of rednecks like to listen to Eddie Trunk for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, And The guy called up and asked, like, you know... if When Motley Crue goes out in 2024 on the next stadium tour you know, uh, who do you think should open up for them? Because I like to see Rat and Cinderella. So Eddie Truck was like, well, what makes you think they're going out on tour next year doing a stadium tour? And he's like, well, you said that last week on your show. And he started arguing with the guy that he never said that on his show, which he probably did. He just doesn't remember because he talks sh- so much shit in between promoting himself and the show that he probably did say it and forgot about it. But like, even if there is, there's a nice way of saying it to one of your listeners because those are the people that tune into your show. And if you're not nice to them, they won't listen to you no more. But he just has like these morons that listen to him, I guess, and believe everything he says. I just think the guy's a buffoon, in my opinion. You know, he knows nothing about real metal, in any way, shape, or form. But and then it's like, then he starts going off on the guy about how rats not together anymore, and how uh, Cinderella's not together anymore. And how they'll never get back together and that there's like three versions of rap, which he was right about, you know, <laughs> talking about that. And that Cinderella, you know, Tom Kaif is out there playing, doing the Cinderella songs. And actually, he's hosting him in Key West at some, you know, festival over there. He had to throw in his little plug about that. And, like, and this guy's like, just like telling him like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. I'm like, I tell the guy, listen, you fat fuck, go shut up. You don't know what you're talking about anyway. But like, they're so like polite to me when they get insulted. I just don't get that guy. I really don't. I'll never figure it out. You know, years and years ago when he used to be on WNEW here in New York, uh, he was on a Friday night and then sometimes on a Saturday night. The show was actually pretty good because WNEW used to be a rock station here in New York uh, on regular radio, FM radio, and they were going off the air. Somebody had bought them and they were just kind of like biding their time. So they would let him and then I think they had Opie and Anthony on before him or after him. I think it was before him. And there's just sometimes his show going for like six, seven hours. or going all night long. I used to work the night shift, so I enjoy it. But those were the days when he wasn't so self-absorbed. I started talking about himself all the time. It really was just about the music. Plus, I remember every year he used to call him up during Halloween. He used to give me tickets to the Halloween show he used to do. And it was a really fun time. But when he got onto to the other radio station, 104.3 in New York, he just became a dick. And when he went on to the radio, uh, to seven, then the TV show, he became even a bigger dick. But that's just my opinion. (laughs) Alright, let's get back to the music. Batten down the hatches. This is a long one. Merciful Fate, Satan's Fall. I guess when John's done with all his legal troubles, maybe he'll get back to making a new Ice Earth record. Maybe 2024 is the year. Let's see. if Trump gets in, he's going to pardon him anyway, so I guess he'll be alright. Alright, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. One more song. I'm going to end a few minutes earlier than normal, but don't forget to tune in next week. Robert Garvin from Sirith Ungle, Ron Bumblefoot Thor from Art of Anarchy will be on here live. It's going to be a great show for everybody. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. And Everybody have a very happy Halloween. I will see you guys next Sunday night. Let's wrap it up with Hellstar, the king of hell.